because at that phase, what I was describing earlier on, we wanted to build up the narrative of saying, hey, we want to be your operating system and we want to be able to, your HR operating system, and we want to be able to connect to all the things. And, and by doing so, that meant that we needed to build this connection and we went on a journey to grow our ecosystem from 20 partners to 160 partners as of today. That meant we needed to align quite squarely with our integration team that has a team dedicated to our APIs, a team dedicated to the partner experience, and that alignment was was critical. Welcome to Business Biome, the podcast that explores the interconnected world of business ecosystems, co-innovation and new forms of collaboration to jointly solve problems too complex to solve alone. My name is Nicholas and together with my guests, I dive deep into these fascinating concepts where corporates, startups, entrepreneurs and even individuals interact, collaborate and thrive together. We will uncover the secrets behind successful partnerships, explore the evolving dynamics of co-innovation and discover how businesses can harness the power of collective intelligence. Follow me and my great guests on this promising journey. So welcome everyone. It's another round of podcast recording for the Business Biome podcast. And I have a uh, another great guest today. Um, I have Uk from Personio with me and I'm really looking forward to the recording and the, the topics we're going to touch base on. We had great conversations in, in preparation for the podcast. So to give you a little bit of background, um, he's been working for Google and, and Automatic in the past, uh, the company behind WordPress. And he has a big heart for partnerships and he is heading the product partnerships at Personio at the moment. Um, Personio is, as we all know, one of the rare German unicorns. And yeah, he has a big heart for partnerships and a strong believer in uh, that we are better together in, in partnering with others. And uh, when we talked about the craziest thing that you've ever done, that was uh, crossing the U.S., via Greyhound buses and couch surfing. And you said that was the, wild, the wildest ride ever. So welcome. Hi, Nicolas. Great to be, uh, to be on and, and um, yeah, great to meet you all. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward. Uh, so I was waiting for that, that moment to really talk about partnerships, the, the Personio ecosystem approach, uh, your personal uh, experiences uh, around the whole topic. I mean, it's, it's uh, based on a LinkedIn profile more than 10 years that you've been working on partnerships, which is, uh, which is pretty cool. So let's directly start. You have roughly 150 partners uh, at Personio across 20 categories. And in 22, you said that you had a thousand requests from clients to bring in another 350 tools. So my first question to you is, is it still possible to be successful without partners and without solving problems together with others? I'd say on, on that one, the, the definite answer is, is no. Like we, we need uh, these partners. When we, we think about the partner ecosystem, we actually just reached a thousand partners across the partner ecosystem. So when I, we think about partners, it's not only the tech partners, which I manage, meaning the software vendors, but also the tax advisors, the consultant. And, and overall, this represents more than a thousand entities with whom we work in some capacity to serve our customers uh, together. And we see that more and more uh, required for us to scale the business. 
we started maybe more with a, a direct first culture in how we deliver with you know sales team, demand generation team that are going direct. And as we grow the business, we see the need to be able to to, to serve the diversity of, of of scenarios we have, whether it's in the public sector or whether it's uh, in 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 startup ecosystem or whether it's uh, in more complex mid market uh, deals. That we need to be able to rely on a diversity of partners that are able to bring different skills to the table to be able to win uh, these deals. So it's it's a definitive yes. We need that um, strong partner ecosystem. So. I mean, you, you touched based uh, already the, the partner types. Can you give us a little bit of, of insights why these partners are, are needed and what, what kind of partners you, you really deal with? I mean, you, you touch base with the product partners, as you call them, but what else is, is there existing? So, so we really have three main part of persona. One persona is, is, as I said, the software vendors that are bringing a set of complementary software solution to Personio. So there would be adjacent HR categories to, to what we offer, maybe in, in payroll, maybe in performance, maybe uh, in recruiting. So, so that's like one category and, and we can dive further into this. And then on top of that, we have tax advisors that are specifically working with um, their client base, essentially around payroll processes. And, and they're being able to align between Personio as a core HR them as tax advisors and the payroll uh, software or uh, process that they that they run is is critical uh, to the organization that we we serve. And then the last category is more consultant. And in consultancy, you have both you know tent management and 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 uh, bringing and transforming it within organization, as well as more technical project based uh, type of effort where uh, there would be need for for specific implementation work or specific integration work in developing custom tools for the customers. And so between these three software vendors, tax advisors, and consultant, uh, with them uh, in that category, uh, even a, another differentiation, this is the type of yeah of, of profile that we, we have. And actually, what's interesting is that we see more and more deals where there's actually a persona that is brought into the mix, several persona that is brought into the mix. Uh, so maybe uh, the deal was brought by uh, by a consultant initially uh, to start working on it. And then there is one or two integrations that are really key to be able to have a comprehensive suite that we position. And there is the tax advisor that also comes into the mix because in the closing phase, getting that process uh, squared away is, is critical. So it, it's it's really a, a diverse set of partners that need to come into the mix to deliver now a deal. And for us, thinking through what percentage of the overall business we're able to influence and touch Across the partner persona is one of the key indicators that um, we, we look uh, we look at, and, and we'll get into that later. But that's why, yeah, for sure, for for us, working with these various type of partners is critical, and we're uh, seeking to grow this practice even more. Uh, awesome! Thanks, thanks for the insights. What I'm hearing is, it's not a bi-directional relationship that you just described, but it's a multi-directional relationship in order to make clients happy at the end and that's from my perspective what partnerships should be about so to really have the diverse set uh, diverse set of partners at the table to solve a bigger problem uh, because it's so hard to scale if you don't do that especially in the the high-tech uh, in, in industry where the requirements change so so fast yeah anything to add if, if I may, yeah, no, I 100% agree. I think it, it is a two-way street. Um, I only see partnership as a, a principle of reciprocity. 
for sure, there will be some partners with whom I would describe this more as a, an affiliate play. Um, they send us lead and, and then they move on. But for the mass, vast, vast majority of the partners we work with, we need to have ongoing interaction and engagement that goes way beyond sending an intro email to, uh, to, to someone. And, and that's, I think, where the richness of the collaboration can really play out because that allows to have a, a more comprehensive understanding of the need of the customer because the collaboration they would have with their consultant is, is not going to be the same with, with, with us, nor it's going to be the same with the expense solution that they want to add um, to, to their organization or the performance solution that they want to add. And so being able to have all that these dimension and, and work together toward the joint goal that we have to serve that customer is, is, is important. So yeah, uh, it's a two-way street and uh, it's about reciprocity. Great. Yeah, I mean, uh, when I was browsing through the uh, product partner section, that there was one thing that really made me smile in a, in a positive way. I mean, it's it's clearly stated that uh, that what you have there on on the website is let's enable better organizations together, and that together is highlighted. That's the 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 single word that I immediately saw, and I think there is so much behind it. Um, because it's not about the, the way I understand it is, hey, it's not about us. It's not about personio. It's about a the client and b about us, the partners as well as personio solving this problem together. And I really, really like that. This is actually a, a line that I've been hearing from from a partnership leader that um, uh, that is at Facebook. Uh, he he was leading the workplace, the Facebook workplace uh, ecosystem, and and uh, he had a presentation about better together. And I, I very much shared that sentiment and that value, and and I wanted to reflect that somehow in our ecosystem as well. That yes, we want to enable better organization. That's the principle uh, that we have as an organization, Personio, and adding together makes for me a ton of sense because we can't be everything to all the customers that we serve. Um, there is, obviously, we are an all-in-one HR software. And, and as such, we have ambition to be able to develop more tools that will be able to add and, and, and offer to our customers. At the same time, we serve customers across Europe. We serve customers across very small businesses that have less than 50 employees all the way to 2,000 employees. And, and, and it just cannot be for us uh, something where we have a full coverage of all the diverse needs that these organizations have. And in a modern SaaS tool landscape, you need to be able to have these solutions that interface with each other and, and appreciate to work with, with each other. So even if there is some aspect where we overlap with some of our, our partners, being able to serve the unicity of the setup that our customer have is, is something that is really important and that will allow us to, to win because it's part of our core value proposition that if you work with us, you'll be able to connect the dots with the value system that you use, either because we have a direct integration or because you will build one or because we'll have um, an, an in-between iPaaS solution that will connect the dots between the two systems. So it's it's a very core part of our value proposition that we wanted to extend in, in positioning the partners in our ecosystem as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that. Let, let's touch base on, on the last portion that you mentioned, like granting... Yeah, providing uh, certain benefits to the partners, and you've yeah, highlighted that also on on the website. There were three 
benefits highlighted for partners to to join and i again i really like that because it's not like we have a partner program please join but it's clearly stated what a partner can expect it's first of all the access to the partner community because i think there is also a lot of value in connecting partners with each other so that they can solve certain problems or challenges the second thing is of course providing them access to your client base And the last one is to really increase customer satisfaction and retention. So uh, to, to avoid churn for all the players uh, involved. So with regards to that, do you actively search for partners? Is it, is it the clients that ask for certain product partnerships or consultants being, being there? How do you extend the portfolio Yeah, we have both an inbound as well as an outbound um, motion. I'll start with the with the inbound. On the inbound side, being a core HR, we have a data that is that is key for a lot of tools that need that employee information to be able to operate their uh, service. And so, we have quite a significant amount of of demand coming in from 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 partners that are seeking to develop connection to to personal because it's important for their own go-to-market uh, motion. There, for us, there's a scalability issue, uh, candidly, uh, that we need to, 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 to be able to, to handle. And so we're pacing the, the rhythm at which we're adding a partner into the mix because we, we can't unlock, we don't have things all automated. And so to be able to review, validate, and, um, and make sure that we're happy with what we release and make accessible we need to have some some vetting mechanism to uh to to allow certain partners to to come in with the ambition to have more unlocking in the future but we're not yet there so i think that's that's one dimension and there the vetting mechanism are, are really tailored to the alignment with the demand we see from our go to market um in terms of what are the categories that are the most critical to be able to close deals What are the areas where we have gaps in our own product suite, where we would benefit from having strong um, coverage? And also, what is the local footprint of, of that partner? Is that a partner that has an established footprint in a given market that is critical for us? Then that's going to be a, a really important uh, aspect. So that kind of touched to the second dimension, which is hearing from our go-to-market teams what they're demanding and, and, and what they what they need. And so we work closely with each of the country leaders to be able to understand uh, that aspect. And then there's the customer demand, which we're there utilizing both through, well, tickets that are coming in from our uh, service team, as well as a voting portal that we've been uh, establishing for, for a year. And, and that's what you were referencing um, uh, earlier in the conversation. Last year, we had more than a thousand requests for 350 tools, which is, is, is a lot, <laughs> It is. But that allows us to understand, okay, this is maybe the top three that are the most critical. And that allows me then to move to the outbound uh, motion. I think it's important in particular to understand where do you sit? Are you the small fish or are you the big fish? When we have an integration ask uh, for, for, for Jira, well, Jira is not waiting necessarily for Personio to come in and knock on their, on their door. And so that would be more naturally an integration that we would be seeking to develop ourselves and, and have our own integration team build a connector to, to Jira because this is a demand from our customer base and 
we we would put resources against um, against it. That outbound motion, we need to understand what is the potential we have in having a partner build or us being able to uh, to, to to build, and and where is it the most critical to to have a, a coverage? And in this scenario, if we think that we can find a partner that can build in a given category, then we would be outbound proactively approaching a certain partner in a certain market with a certain use case where we we want to have um, something covered um, to give like a, a specific example we just released an um, integration with one of our partner um, in Germany talents connect um, that is doing great job around um, career uh, web page career websites that is just much more advanced than the career page that we offer that works that allows you to you know list your openings for your organization but if you want to have um, something that is more to your design, that that has um, that has just more advanced functionality, we just do not offer that. And therefore, we approach them and work with them to have this integration. And that would be more of an outbound, uh, proactive approach because we wanted to be able to point our customers that had higher needs toward a partner in our ecosystem for for my ATS team, the recruiting team that we uh, we have here at Personnel. So I hope that that explained kind of the view we have um, here. Yeah, it's it, it's awesome. Also, the differentiation between inbound and, and outbound and just out of interest. Did you ever think about a, a voting mechanism so that clients or prospects can vote for certain integrations? Like I think Sapir is doing that, as far as I remember. That's the the voting portal in a way. The request portal is then transforming to a voting portal. And so... You log a request, and then you're able to see ah, okay. who else has has submitting an, an an entry, and 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 there's kind of a ranking that emerges naturally once the volume builds up. Um, that indicates, all right, this is the clear top three, and as a customer, I can add my vote uh, to uh, to to this uh, fairly easily. So that's that's how we've uh, we've set it up last year. Yeah, awesome, and. I mean, so so many questions, uh, so little little time uh, to cover them all. I, I guess. I mean, looking into the current implementation of the product integrations, sticking to that uh, example, you tell a good, better together story because it's easy to find out what an integration is about, what the the value behind that integration is about. You provide screenshots, just. Again, out of interest, did you did you start with that, or was it the the classic logo wall? We partner with A, B, C, and so forth, but not providing any more details. It, it, it's definitely been an evolution, um, for sure, and and I think we're 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 fine tuning it uh, step by step. Where I think it took a, a leap forward was uh, about a year and a half ago with an initiative that we call here internally at Personio and, and that we've tried to bring to the market as, as kind of a tagline of people workflow automation and really thinking through the, all the friction that there is within the organization, um, the, 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 the businesses, all the tidy tasks um, that are just consuming bandwidth of HR people and, and, and manager. And, and we wanted to be able to free up their time to be able to do things that are more impactful. And in that view, the seamless data transfer from one system to another, rather than having to do manual double entry, is like an obvious one that uh, we want to expedite. Just like being able to have an absence request that is popping up in your in your Slack. This is the type of, of workflow automation that we wanted to bring. And, and that really 
allowed us to put the integration topic much more central into the overall company strategy because it was linked with that initiative, People Workflow Automation, that we wanted to have a prime moment. And, and we did it at, at HUG um, 2021. And, and we really were able to come on stage and say, hey, this is what this means for us. And this is why integration is so important for us as a as, as topic. And that really put this on the map and allowed us to, you know, polish a lot more our our marketing and our communication on 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 that topic. So that's when I would put the moment where we went away from logo to something with more intention on the topic. Awesome. Uh, th thanks for yeah the the history and the, the evolution. If I may, mm -hmm. I, I think this is an important aspect for for organizations that think about um, their integration, having intention of what they want to achieve, knowing where they sit, are they a hub, are they a spoke, and being able to, to then you know, drive that toward their uh, overall, overall strategy in, in service of um, the business that they, that they want to build. Um, for us, being a hub, being at the center of the operating system of, our, of the organization that we serve, became extremely important at the time and therefore we aligned our brand visual and our positioning toward that uh, that mission that we wanted to have in front of our um, customers and prospects yeah so i i mean i i took a couple of ideas that i will uh, discuss with one of one of our clients with regards to how to display the integrations and how to communicate the the value behind it um, we we have a similar structure there, but I think it's there's potential to tweak it. So I learned a little bit by screening how you do it, and I, I really like it. So I will definitely have a chat with with our client to to improve there. And like you said, it's an evolution. Don't stop where where you are, but move forward based on feedback, based on metrics, based on yeah approaches others are maybe a little bit better at. So that's that's my learning uh, of of today. It, it, it is it is something that we we also use quite a bit in our sales process. We we have actually a, a slide dedicated to that architecture of where does CoreHR sits and and what are some of the other solutions that um, will exist in in our prospect um, ecosystem because they are not coming fresh. They've been doing things for you know many years for, 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 for the most part. And so being able to think through how we, we view Personio and, and how we interface with these other systems and, and why these workflows are important to think through is an important part of our sales and deployment process. But, but putting it early in the sales process is for us a way to understand the challenge that they have and be able to bring that value proposition early with a visualization of what an ecosystem looks like at your level within your HR tech stack, within your organization. And I find this really, really powerful and, and something I'm always really excited about when I see the slide decks of, of my salespeople, how prevalent this topic is for, for them to um, to discuss with, with clients. Yeah, and definitely so much needed to also embed it there. So that kind of, I mean, partnerships is an, uh, an everybody's thing. It's not a thing for the, the tech department only or for partner management or product management or business development or whatsoever. It's a thing that's across every department, including marketing and also up to, to C-level because it's a different mindset and a different 
culture that you need need because it's more more about openness and more about bringing others to the table instead of like you initially said uh, you're not the best in in everything you can't solve any problem that's there so yeah i i love that and talking about sales when we prepared for the the recording you said that you started pretty much uh tech focused but you now have kind of a shift also to look into the go-to-market strategy and everything around that give us a little bit of of background um wh where you are coming from and what's next um, with regards to sales and the go-to-market strategy sure i think that that's one of the interesting pieces i've seen with the type of role of ecosystem billing or partnership tech partnership of product partnership first there's various names for for this so that's one element that i find interesting uh, every organization has a bit of a different branding for, for 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 this but secondly i've also seen different setup where this function makes it um, it can be deep into uh, product it can be deep into uh, the sales organization it can be reporting straight to the ceo it varies from our standpoint we we started with with a tech product alignment because at that phase what i was describing earlier on we wanted to build up the narrative of saying hey we want to be your operating system and we want to be able to your HR operating system and we want to be able to connect to all the things and and by doing so that meant that we needed to build this connection and we went on a journey to grow our ecosystem from 20 partners to 160 partners as of today and and that That meant we needed to align quite squarely with our integration team that has a team dedicated to our APIs, a team dedicated to the partner experience, and, and, and that alignment was, was critical. It remains critical. It continues to be one of our key stakeholders. But as we've matured our ecosystem, the question then became, how, how can we extract more value from this ecosystem? What does it mean to have a set of partners that are aligned with uh, uh, Personio, that connects to Personio? And, and how can we leverage that to be able to get more leads from our ecosystem and to close more deals faster? And, and, and that's essentially the two main metrics as we look into go-to-market that we're trying to, to impact. The get more leads is back to the point of reciprocity. We have a marketplace. We have the ability to bring now our 9,000 plus customers, close to 10,000 customers, in front of a lot of solutions if they have some needs. And therefore, we're sending our partners business and we're seeking from our partners to, to get business back. So I think that's a classical and natural dynamic that we are now paying a lot more attention and trying to measure much more accurately than uh, we were in the, in the first phase where it was happening organically, but without uh, necessarily uh, an eye on, on this. And then the second aspect is more on the influence and the touch business. As we know that there's more and more deals that require a diverse set of, of, of tooling, uh, being able to facilitate the connection between our team members to be able to work on, on, on deal jointly, having co-sales, co-selling motion together, having joint co-marketing motion is, is also serving the business for both sides of the aisle. And, and, and that's what we're trying to, uh, to, to drive forward. So. That has been something we've been really trying to push uh, for uh, the last um, the last six months, and we'll continue to do so. 
what I find interesting is that it's it's going to be a journey just like it was to build a first set of, of part of ecosystem. You look at a Microsoft and 90% of their revenue are you know, generating through partners in some capacity. We're not at 90% at all. <laughs> we're, we're far from that. But but that's that's the journey we need to be in. How much of the business can we source from all partners? How much can we source from tech partners? And how much of the business can we touch through the connection that we establish with um, our ecosystem? Uh, is that 10%? Is that 20%? Is that 40%? We'll, we'll see, but we're definitely in that journey to be able to contribute more. And um, yeah accelerate the deal making yeah that that was a good round trip uh and to summarize it i mean it it's about the the partner-led sales partner influence sales i think the latter one is a bit harder to measure of course but it's it, it's great that you move forward and not only think about how to solve the the tech problems or the the product side problems but also how to how to leverage the potential behind the partners sales wise marketing wise in in approaching also clients together um, as he said like a co-selling approaches um, co-marketing approaches so uh, again out of interest um, did, did you think about a, a marketing development fund so that you grant your partners access to like actual money <laughs> to to do co-marketing together it's it's part of the initiative we're we're on the lookout uh, for. Um, not something that we've established um, yet. We we have more joint motion where both of, of of the vendors are putting some skin in the game and and putting money to set up set up an event or set up a campaign, but not quite yet uh, a setup where we would fund them towards uh, making a certain activity happen. So it's it's, I think it's a natural evolution, and and we'll see uh, where it plays out. One learning from me this year is, is that part of marketing is 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 a function as well. <laughs> I was part of an organization where this was already established, and and I guess I it didn't strike me as much of a, a question mark, but in an organization where we were not partner centric initially, well, marketing with partners is is something that needs to be developed and, and requires a lot more alignment than if you're driving your own your own campaign. So we may be getting there in, in a couple of months, but first we needed to bulk up our our learning and experience in in, in driving joint co-marketing initiative where both vendors are getting on the same page of what is the narrative we want to put out. And yet maybe then we'll be um, even further funding this. Great. Um, and I mean, look, looking a, a bit forward um, or in, in into the future, you, you said that the current integrations are, are are shallow, but not in a negative way. But I think you, you realize that there is a way bigger potential behind those product integrations, but also talking about your, your other uh, partnership types. So what's, what's planned for the future? to go deeper and to be more innovative with the partners and to come up with completely new approaches what's what's on the table <laughs> won't be disclosing too 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 much but indeed we, we see the potential in in doing more with um with our partner than what we're 
doing right now, essentially, you can think of the integration we have right now as, as um, a data synchronization, which is helpful because it, it, it removes friction and, and that's like a first step. But at the end of the day, that serves essentially one audience, which is the admin audience. And I think if we want to have truly impact on, on the people, it has to be an integration that serves the end user and the HR managers in their day-to-day. And so I think there the question is, how can we have a set of HR workflows that are working throughout our partner ecosystem? And, and maybe there's an event uh, that is happening in a certain tool, in a conversation tool, and, and, and then uh, brings that event, uh, triggers something into our solution that requires an approval from uh, someone. That's just like one example on, 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 on our side. You can think of a, a promotion cycle where the promotion cycle would kick off an increase in salary in the next uh, cycle. Well, if that promotion is 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 the result of a, a great achievement in your performance tool, how can we use that as an event to trigger something into uh, then uh, what would become the uh, conversation re-evaluation? And so I think that's, that's where the vision and appetite is in really thinking through what are the set of Yes, HR workflows that we can impact, that we can put in front of, of, of users to really make them feel the power of that interconnectivity between the system rather than just having a simple data synchronization under the hood that is not as visible to the individual. But there's more work to do on the on on you know on our side uh, to be able to to make that vision happen. But it's 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 definitely something that I'm I'm excited to see how with our product team we'll be able to um to, to get there. Yeah, I will. I will definitely have an an eye on that, and will uh, yeah follow uh, what's what's coming next, and and uh, really keep track on on that. Um, and I love the approach because it's it's working backwards from the client. It's very process focused. It's use case focused, and then really sitting down and and asking yourself asking yourself, okay, what's what's needed? What what else can we do? Besides the data synchronization, what what else is in there? So you don't stop there. And I, I really love that. And kind of the, the second last question, if somebody wants to, to start with product partnerships and integrations and bringing partners in and, and really solving problems together, what are, from your perspective, the two to three do's and don'ts in order to be successful? Great question. Um... And I, I, I say I, I'm going to be guilty of some of these. Um, <laughs> I think the first one is 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 know where you sit. Um, I was talking about the small fish versus big fish uh, early on. Another differentiation is being a hub or being a spoke, so being at the core or or being an endpoint. And so reflecting on on that and and realizing where you are in that journey, a lot of software want to be the single point of truth or the system of record. I, I don't believe that's that's the case for a, a lot of software. And, and having been in both situations, I'm seeing how much of a difference it makes in terms of how much demand you have. And I think that's like one of my big learning. If you don't have demand for people coming to want to build on, on, on your endpoint, that may mean that may, sorry, mean 
that that you're you're not that system of record. You're you're not uh, that hub. So I think that's that's something where you need to have clarity on 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 that and and, and reflect on it on the strategy that you want to build. The second aspect would be around what is actually critical. What are the true must-have that are blocking business, that are blocking your sellers to be able to close deals, and 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 how do you do you work to, uh, on on this? For us, we know uh, what are the areas that are the most critical, and 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 that becomes then a guiding principle for where we want to have more coverage or more deep integration, so on and so forth. And then I think the, the third aspect, and that's where I'm the most um, guilty of, is it's it's tempting to to do a lot, to do a lot with a lot of different partners, and and being able to be more more focused allows for building the learning, building the 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 experience with a selected few that then you're able to scale. But starting to scale without having proven the model with one, two, five uh, partners is it's just overwhelming. And so I think that's that's something that we we've definitely experienced on our on our on our side. Um, and now we're being more yeah, more, more focused, even if we continue to have an open ecosystem and we continue to welcome partners and we'll continue to do so. The selected few with whom we want to go deeper is is clearer and allows for for for, for more outcome. Wow. So yeah, three really, really good items. I just uh, wrote them down. Especially the, the first one, but also the, the last one starts small and focused. And in, in, in order to, to scale and order to meet the the partner's needs, because if you start too big, then you it's hard to communicate with all of them. It's hard to address all their, their needs and to properly onboard and, and integrate them. I, I like that. And I also see that in, in, in the projects I've been working on over the past 10 years. Um, and the first thing is that, that you mentioned, don't be the hub or that, that... Be true to yourself. Exactly. And there is nothing bad about that to be somebody else's partner and to fill, fulfill the ideal partner profile of somebody else. Because in that position, you learn so much and you, you can see and learn and experience what has to be done in order to make partners happy and where you can fail in order to maybe be the hub in two years or five years or seven years ahead. But it's a matter of learning and experiencing being somebody else's partner and that's that's such an important point. So thanks for bringing that up. And and I think you can tremendously well scale by being more that spoke rather than that uh, that that hub because you also have the the ability to to pick your the various ecosystem where you wanna 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 play. Um, you don't have to be exclusive. I, I don't believe ninety percent of your customer base will be coming from one ecosystem, and so that allows you to diversify and. And experiment what works uh, the most. So, so I think that's an, that's an exciting setup. But yeah, be true to yourself in knowing where you sit, because otherwise, it, it will sound false. Yeah, absolutely true. A last question. I hope it's okay to to ask that. How do you deal with competitive solutions or partners also on the the the, the consultancy side? How do you deal with that? What's your answer to that or to them? 
it, it is a growing um, topic for for organizations that um, that are seeking to to scale. The scale up like Personio has more services in offering than we had uh, three years ago. So obviously, the dynamic with our partners are are also evolving. Uh, at the end of the day, what is the we have a common goal. We have a common goal with partners, which is to serve small businesses and help them have better and smoother operation. And and I think that's that's at the end of the day where we need to come back to. Um, this is what they want to achieve. And and there's moment where our solution will be the best position to to be able to cover all their needs. And there's other scenarios where the 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 collaboration will be instrumental to be able to Win, win that customer. And so I think that that it requires some transparency, that requires some alignment in understanding what are these scenarios where collaboration works the world, the most and what are scenarios where no, we believe will be will be serving well the need of that customer with uh, with uh, our own uh, full uh, solution. And and I think that's that's the area where I'm seeking to to work with partners to give that visibility. It's also an exercise and it's not easy to go to our product team and 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 you know if you're a product manager and you're building a new feature you obviously want to be the best but you're also in your own journey and and if you're competing with someone that has been 10 years into the market the likelihood is that on day one you may not be able to to be at the 100% feature set um, that um, that other vendor may may have and so it's both an internal and an external conversation to be had to understand what does the current um, setup uh, look like and where can we win together and be clear on where we can win together because there will be customers that will be requiring most solution there will be best of grid setup and there's other scenarios where where we don't and in that case that's fine we have we're partners but we're also competitors and we just need to live with that awesome i think it's a it's a great point and a couple of great statements to to end our conver conversation here at least for today uh, would would love to talk another hour with you because I think that there is way more to to learn on especially the the uh, honesty side transparency side that you just covered at the end both internally as well as externally so Uke, thanks a lot for yeah being here with me today um, talking about a lot of stuff I will definitely follow uh, your personal story uh, as well as the Personio story. And I think for the audience, there was so much to to take back and to learn. I will link uh, the Personio website, of course, the, the partner section of Personio in the description of the podcast. Also, the link to uh, follow Uk uh, on LinkedIn, especially. And yeah, thanks a lot. And I hope we, we're going to do a recording again in the future to yeah learn on where you evolved and uh, what you learned Thanks again for being with me on the recording and on uh, as a great guest on the podcast. Thank you. It's been a pleasure and an awesome conversation. So looking forward to, uh, to more. Awesome. Have a great day. Bye.